Welcome, and thanks for checking out this podcast from First International Christian Fellowship. The following message you are about to hear was carefully crafted with you in mind. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope that this message speaks to you as it did to us. Now here's Pastor Joe Salcido delivering this week's sermon. Lord, we thank you for this evening, Lord God, that you've given us this, this last Sunday for the year. We thank you for this opportunity and privilege to honor you and praise you and learn more about you, Father God. Lord, I pray for wisdom, Lord. Let me not say, don't let me say anything that's not true, Lord God. And Lord, speak through me to your people and the Holy Spirit in them, Lord God, your Holy Spirit in them. Be the one to give them the clarity of whatever it is you want to tell them and let them know. Lord, I pray that uh, you bless my preparations, but at the same time, Lord God, please override them as you see fit. Save those who are lost, Lord God, and help those who need you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Tonight I titled our message, That. <laughs> I could have said the countdown, but maybe you won't get it, right? <laughs> so I went... 10. You know, you know when you hear this uh, tomorrow, you're going to be saying 10, right? 9. And you're hearing that and great anticipation and excitement comes through your mind or your body. Or, you know, if you're drinking, you're probably almost spent and buzzed, right? <laughs> Hopefully that's not you guys. <laughs> okay, if you drink, it's on you and God. That's not me. But this is what we do. We count down the last seconds of the old year in anticipation of the new year, and we celebrate. We all go nuts. Some of us, some of you have gone through New York, so you could do the, the, that countdown with that ball dropping, right? You made that trip. You paid for it. Some of you will be out there in the cold at downtown Reno, and then you will party with everybody else just to welcome and ring the new year in. But what's different? What's different from the last year? The difference, there's really no, no difference, but for some reason we always count on this fact that we're hoping that this coming year will be full of happiness. We're going to say bye to the sadness, to the trials of this year, and we're thinking with all positive energy, right? So long as we keep and remain positive, everything about next year will be great. That's what we're thinking. That's what we're hoping for. That's what the whole world wants, right? And they're thinking, if, if they just make enough noise, if they just wear the right clothes, if they just celebrate it the right way, things will happen for them better than it happened this year. But how has that been working out? The word happy, right? Happy new what? Happy new. The, 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 the fitness connection facilities, the gyms are, are, are experiencing a big blast again, right? About membership. Because a lot of people are like trying to be the happy new me, the fit me. I'm going to be buff in 2019. I'm going to have my six pack. <laughs> Can't wait for the church camping so I can show it off. <laughs> Some of you, right? Some of us. <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're, we're looking forward to a happy new us, right? If you, if you're, you're, you want to say goodbye to the sad you, you and your spouse, if you've been arguing for the past 2018, your prayer is, Lord, I hope this new year will be different. I hope he will shut up. <laughs> I hope she stops talking, right? We have uh, all these things in our minds. It's running, right? Hopefully my finances this year, this coming year, will be so much better. I hope a happy new house. And you want a bigger house, a happy new houser. <laughs> but we, even, even with all those excitement and patient that grows and we long for, we do the countdown, longing for a trouble-free life. Us believers, 
we should approach the new year with a different mindset. Do you agree? Some of you have a mark in your eyes like, what? Really? <laughs> yes. Our mindset should be different from what the world tries to tell us. You know, January 1 is no different than December 31. It's the same day. You have the same spouse and his or her attitude is the same thing. Right? You're going to go back to your same job and your challenge at that job is going to be the same thing. And guess who's always the same too? You could change jobs, you can change partners, but at the end of the day, it's you. It's the same you and the same mentality. If you don't choose to change, you will approach the same, these same things the same way. And as believers, the only happy that we should be happy about our lives is that we should be happy that we have a good God. Amen? Amen. Some of you are still need some more convincing. Okay, I'm going to have two hours here. And I will let you know that God is good. In Psalm 144.15, it reads, Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Why? The person that's struggling there right now, you're sitting there right now and you're unhappy with your marriage. like, how can I be happy, Pastor? I'm still married to her. And she's still nagging me about this shirt that I want to wear for Sunday. Right? Some of us are, are not happy because our emotions are connected to our situation. Because happiness depends on our circumstance, correct? It is dependent on our, on our circumstance. Some of you are not happy because you don't have the right precedent sitting on that, that chair for you. Some of you are happy because you have the, the precedent you voted for. But some of you are not happy because you don't have the patience that you want. But we, us believers, we're forgetting that our God is the Lord. We've forgotten that. We've forgotten to be happy about that truth. Because it's so repeated. It's been repeated to us many years. It's like you've been a believer for 20 years, right? And you could care less about it now. Because what matters to you now is you feeling significant. Is you feeling the need of recognition. It's like you're doing 10 push-ups, right? You, you know, I've been, I've, been, I've been trying to get in shape. And you know, the hardest thing for me is push-ups. It's so boring. You know, it's like, but it's so challenging. And you know the hardest thing when you're doing push-ups? If you're trying to go for 10, the hardest one is 9. You agree? <laughs> you're like, you're almost there. Like, oh, oh, gosh. Why is it always the last one when you're almost there? Why is that last thing that's always the challenging, the most challenging one? I drove from California by myself going back here. My GPS tells me 30 minutes left. That was the hardest 30 minutes. I was driving for four hours already in that 30 minutes. I could feel every minute of it. I'm like, golly, this is too long. Because you know why? We get bored. We're so emotional. We're emotional beings. We're so bored. Because we're done, right? I'm done. I've been driving for four, three hours and 30 minutes. I just wish in my mind, I just wish my house will disappear. I'll stop driving and boom, I'm at my house. Some of you, some of us, that's how we want our Christian life. For some reason, we just want to close our eyes here at church and go to sleep, and then we wake up, we're in heaven. <laughs> that's what we want to do with our Christian life. We just want to fall asleep and wake up and we're in heaven. No more challenges about the Christian life. No more challenges about the American life. No more struggles. We don't want to struggle want to struggle. The fact that our God is the Lord, that we know it day in and day out, we take it for granted and we're no longer happy about it. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Because what's connected with that is the fact that we are certain that if we die now, we're going to go to heaven. We, some of us were shaking our heads like, oh yeah, that's great. 
We're so good in, in, in believing Jesus about the uncertain. Because that's the one thing. We won't know that until we go to heaven. Do we agree? We won't know that until we die. If what we've, we've been holding on to is the real thing. But we're so certain about that. Like, oh yeah, God will take me to heaven. Because I believe in Jesus as my Lord. And that alone, as the Bible says, is the ticket to go to heaven. I'm certain about this thing. But everything about the little things about, of life, we're uncertain with. Well, I don't know if God can take me from this trouble that I'm in. I don't know if God can change my spouse. It's been 20 years. It's like that ninth push-up, right? Nine. Shaking. Can't do it anymore. I don't know if God can help me. For some reason, the things that are here, we can't trust Him. We forget to trust Him. So hopefully this new year, we're going to try to have the Lord renew our mind. That we will be happy. Come here for, to praise and worship, is God. There is no other God. And He is ours. We get to call Him Father. Because of what Jesus has done. Christmas is done. None of you guys, you guys, after Christmas, you guys threw, threw away your kindness shirt. Oh, I don't have to kind, be kind anymore. Take it off. Christmas is done. I just need to be kind when if it's Christmas. I just need to be courteous to my brothers and sisters at church. Oh, it's time to put that shirt back on. It's Sunday. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Can you remind yourself that this coming year, can you always, can you try to remember that you should be happy because your God is the Lord, the God of the King of Kings. That alone should give you that happiness that you think you're ringing in or you're, you're going to do the countdown for on the 31st. That happiness, whatever that happiness is for you. For a believer, your happiness should be, my God is the Lord. Did I tell you that I'm going to try to convince you that God is good? Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Psalm 86, 5. For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive. Don't we all need forgiveness? From time to time. Amen? Thanks, Pastor Charles. <laughs> An abundant and loving kindness to all who call upon you. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. And His faithfulness to all generations. All generations. We still believe that God is good despite the circumstances being challenging. Because as much as we want to give you the positive message tonight, as you enter, as we enter the new year, that's me lying to you. Right? Next year will probably be the same. If not the same, it will be more challenging for you. Correct? But one thing doesn't change. God is good nonetheless. I, how I wish that a prayer of saying, Lord, bless us for the rest of the year in 2019. In Jesus' name we pray and you make everything right with the Lord. Do everything right and guarantee nothing's going to happen. How I wish I could say that to you. But as we know about the story of Job, that wasn't true for Job. Correct? Job faced many trials. In one day, you think you had a bad day today? Or you had a bad day this week or this year? You look at the account of Job and you tell me if you had a worse day than him. In one day, he lost his children. He lost his, his children, his family. His, he went bankrupt. In one day. But then what did he say? The Lord giveth, 
the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's giving me chills as I say that. Because it's so, whatever he went through, we all get a taste a little bit of it. And as we get a taste of that trial, and for us to come to that point where we say God is good, despite the challenges in my life, it gets real, doesn't it? And you know it, if you've gone through something really hard or difficult, and you find yourself, and you find yourself thinking, is my God still good? Despite all these. And you come to the point you say, yes, God is still good. Right? I know I had you guys in Romans 8.28. This right here. It reads, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. And we know. It comes to your knowledge. It goes to your knowledge, not your emotions. Hopefully next year, you're working on your knowledge about how good God is, not how you feel. Oh, how good God is. Because our emotions will hurt us. You agree? If you're married, you know what I'm talking about. Right? Because you know that you married this person, and you know you can recall the time when you guys made the promise to each other of love forever and ever, happily ever after, through sickness and through health, till death do us part. You guys knew and you know it, you remember it, that you meant it. You meant it, right? But just because for many years, compilation of mistakes, of hurtful words or no words, end up acting, right? It piled up. And now your emotions are saying, I'm done with him. I'm done with her. You remove yourself from the knowledge because now you're acting on your emotions. It's the same thing with our faith with God, our relationship with the Lord. If we're going to depend on how we feel about Him, we will hurt. We will hurt. We will probably not say, God's not good because I'm hurting. I'm in pain. I, I'm, I'm faced to lose my brother. I'm, I'm faced to lose my, my, my spouse, my child. I'm facing all these disappointments. How can I be happy and actually be honest to say, my God is good while I feel miserable? Right? That's why this verse says, it, we know that all things, you know the definition of all? Somebody said this, all means all. And that's all, all means. <laughs> I think it was a Filipino who wrote that because we're in the masters of redundancy <laughs> or run-on sentences. <laughs> the first time I heard about a run-on sentence was I, when I was uh, my first day in Reno High when they made me write something. They said, run-on. I go, what's that? That's a run-on. Really? That's good, right? <laughs> all means all, and that's all, all means. Everything, everything that happens in our life, everything, it's not incidental, is by design. It's by design, but the good God, our God, our God that we call Father, our God that made a way for us to call Him Father, our God who made a way so that we can be right with Him. For well, some of us, after we opened our Christmas gifts, we forgot about the essence of Christmas, right? Because we didn't get the Christmas gift that we wanted. Like, oh man, oh, maybe next year. No, the Christmas celebration is, is Jesus coming down, right? God coming down to be a human being, to be sacrificed. And that's what we have. 
Is it just on Christmas time that we remember that? Is this just on Easter? Are we believers? Is it just when we feel like it? Is it when we need it? Or does it have to be as long as we live? Do, don't we have to be like Paul? For me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. Will your 2019 be different? I know everybody desires that. I know it's the right thing to say. But are we actually going to follow through with that desire? You know, I woke up today with no power at the house. You know, normally I wouldn't care because I'm Filipino. It's a rotating blackout for every four hours. <laughs> I'm used to it. But here in America, I was like, what's going on? Did I pay the bill? I went through my thing. Oh, yeah, I paid it. Went through the circuit box. I'm like, what the heck's going on? Then I said, maybe we don't have power. Called the battery energy. Oh, yeah, there's, we don't have power there. Not till 1 o'clock. And this is me now. Oh, my goodness, Lord. What are we going to do? Because <laughs> our food depends on the microwave. We have an electric, electric stove. We have no gas. Philippines, we have the LPG, and you're like, oh, who cares if there's no power? I can still cook my food. Didn't have a rice cooker there. Oh, we did, but my mom said, don't use it. It's too expensive. <laughs> so, but you get crippled. With no power here, because you're used to having power, you get crippled. Do we agree? I'm already thinking I need to buy a generator. A generator. That's what I need. You know? I'm never going to be paralyzed like this again. But believers, our power is the Holy Spirit that indwells in us. But we act as if it's a blackout or a brownout. You call it here, blackout, right? I don't know if we act as if we don't have power and we can't do anything. If you look at your 2018, did you really tap into the power that is within you? Did you? If your answer is no, not all the time, that's fine, you're normal. But if your desire is that I want to be better here this 2019, I want to be better, I want to tap into the power that is within me, the Holy Spirit, and He can do miracles through you. Or are you just happy occupying space? I pray that you wouldn't. As you do that countdown, I pray that you're thinking, Lord, help me to be more dependent on you so that I will be useful for you. Because our biggest mistake is we think we can do it for God. You can't do it for God. You have to depend on God for Him to do it through you. My microwave was there. It was working until the power was cut off. The buttons were clear says power, I kept pressing it, not working. Because there's no power, there's no source. It's the same thing when the believer that doesn't tap into the Holy Spirit that is dwelling within him or her. All things work together for the good of those who love God. Now this is the promise. This is God's promise. This is what I want you guys to walk away with tonight. As you, walk, as you welcome the new year, Come 2 o'clock, well, 12 o'clock on Tuesday morning. This is God's promise to you. This is His promise that He is in it. He controls it. It's not an incidental, it's not an incident. It was by His design. That everything that's going on, even if, even, even if you're seeing that it's wrong or it's painful, just know, number one, that God is good. Pastor Charles said it earlier, that God is sovereign. He knows it. He knows it. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're feeling, but He is still in control. But this is the key here. Work together for the good of those who love God. This promise is not for everybody. Unfortunately, and fortunately for us believers, but unfortunately for the rest. Because this is for those who love God. 
who are called, those who are called according to his purpose. Those who are called by him. He called us. He sought us. And we responded to his call. And then we fall in love with him or fell in love with him. And we continue to be in love with him. If you're in love with him, you have to know God works in all the things that's happening in your life. All of it. And you have to see it. You have to see that that's a promise. Isn't that refreshing? Some of us, we recite this in resignment. Like, well, you know, all things in God are good. If you know God is in the works, if you know God is behind it, you should be okay with it. Correct? Because we he is good. And he knows better than you and I. Don't we agree? So let next year hold on to this promise. That if you love God, he is in all things. He is working. He is behind the scenes. No matter how difficult the circumstance may be. Dr. Jeremiah said this. In these 25 words, 22 of them are simple. One syllable. Yet in these humble words is where you find the foundation stone of the very workings of our destiny. It is both our birthmark and our epitaph. Christians cling to this verse during their difficult times of their lives like you would cling to a life raft in a stormy sea. Isn't that the truth? And we know that in all things God works for good of those who love him, those who are called according to purpose. We know it. And we should rest and we should be happy about it. I'm happy. I'm happy about it. I mean, if I break my leg, am I happy about that? No. I won't be. I'll be in pain. But I just know that God is behind it and he knows what's happening. I'm in a situation right now that it's very difficult. My brother is sick. But I know that God is, is, in, is working behind the scenes, behind the scenes of that for me. I know it. You know, I'm just trusting in his goodness. I'm trusting in his power. And the, th the, the, the fact of the matter is I have nothing else but him. I have no one else but him to rely on. And I like that. But does that make me happy? Not necessarily. But I know. It doesn't matter how I feel. It should be the same with me. As we go and step in again to the new year, our knowledge of God, of who He is, His will and His ways, we have to know it. That's why Bible studies are crucial. You're a believer, you don't lift the Bible, a leaf of the Bible, then you're a malnourished Christian. You might be healthy physically, but spiritually you're malnourished. You need the word you need to study so that your knowledge of him you'll be able to tackle the challenges in life you'll be able to say god is good despite the challenges we know you know that god is good psalm 105 we read it earlier for the lord is good and his faithful love endures forever his faithfulness through all generations. Do you know that God provides? Philippians 4.19 And my God will supply all your needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. All your needs, not all your wants. Don't send me that letter if you didn't get what you wanted next year. <laughs> Delete that email. God is our protector. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 3, But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen and go from the evil one. Is there any concern for you coming next year or tomorrow or today? Is anything concerning you? That you're afraid for your safety? God is your protector. God is our Savior. Isaiah 43.3 For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, and your Savior. 
God is wise and all-knowing. Job 12, 30. Wisdom and strength belong to God. Counsel and understanding are His. From a man who has gone through a lot to when he lost everything, his health is deteriorating, he still said these, these words. Wisdom and strength belong to God. Do we know God? Do we know our God this way? Don't you want to know God, the real God, the God for who he, he is, not for the God that you want Him to be? Is that one of your resolutions this year? Mind you, I'm, I'm talking about God's promises or who God is because you know what? If we talk about ourselves and our plans and our promises, we will fail and our promises will be broken, right? Because if that's not true, we will all be healthy here, physically healthy. We're all eating right. We're all physically able. But that's not the case because we all made promises that we broke when it comes to our health. We've all made promises that we've broken, no matter how good intention we had in the beginning. But that's why we're talking about God, on how faithful He is, how good He is, how powerful He is. Let your focus next year not be about you, but about God, and how God will take care of you. God is our peace. Ephesians 2.14, For He is our peace, who made both group both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. God is our healer. 1 Peter 2.24, By His wounds we are healed. And of course, God loves us. For some of us, this is the hard part. Some of us have not made this decision that God loves us, that we have not accepted His gift of of salvation yet. We have a hard time accepting the fact that God, some a holy God, can actually love a sinful person like us. But He loves us. For God so loved the world, John 3.16, right? That He gave. He gave. For some of us who have accepted that gift, and we believe and we recite it, and we wear the shirt, we have the plate number, we have the status in our Facebook, Instagram, and everything else. For some of us who accepted that God loves us and understand it, for some of us, we take it for granted. For some of us, we take God's love for granted by our life and how we live our life. We go back to our old ways as if Nothing has changed, as if there is no power of the Holy Spirit that is dwelling in us. As if there is no call from God for change. Because there is. God said, Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. Be holy as I am holy. But some of us, we could care less about that. Because we have, we have the gift and we're enjoying it. Correct? We're going to enjoy it. I'm going to cash this in when I die. That's our mentality. Right? You know, um, I'm, struggling, I'm struggling to share this, but I will. Because I, I, I saw Jesus all over it. My brother who's sick, he, so he, for, some of, for those of you who don't know, my, my brother, um, his kidneys have failed. So I've been, this is what I've been doing for the past two weeks. I've been worried about him. Uh, I've seen him I've driven to California both weeks. He spent Christmas there. Uh, he was discharged yesterday. He's 37 years old. His kidneys are at 7% um, functional. So he's going to go through dialysis for the next six months um, because you know that's what it's going to act as, as the kidney. For those of you who know what it means, right? At the sixth month, they're going to determine if he's okay to get a transplant. But last week, I was put in a place where my cousin called me and she goes, Hey, I think your brother needs a transplant. 
are you willing to give your kidney? I'll go, yeah, without even thinking about it. And then as time goes by, someone told me that it takes more toll on the donor than the recipient. Because once they take the kidney out from you, you have this recuperating time, which is you could probably not do anything for the next six months or whatever. But it can harm the donor more than the recipient. So I was thinking this. And I have to tell you, I'm irritated with my brother because for me, I'm thinking he did this to himself, you know. I really wanted to beat him up while he was lying down on the, on the bed. But I was like, if I give him my kidney, then he goes back to his old ways. And he gets sick again. What am I going to do with this guy? Then I saw Jesus all over that picture. Because Jesus came down, he got beaten, he was spat on, he was whipped, he carried the cross, he was insulted, he went through a very difficult life to die on the cross for your sins and mine. But yet we go back to our old ways. Like it's nothing. Right? If that's been your life for 2018, that's been your Christian life, you just accepted the kidney, you put it on, and you go back to your old sodium diet, whatever. My brother loves to eat his ramen in his fall. He doesn't like to drink water and no exercise. It hurt him physically. How about us? We take God's gift of salvation and we continue with our old ways. We hurt God's name as testimony becomes terrible. Oh, is that what a Christian is? We take it for granted as if it didn't cause God pain and suffering. We forget. Right? So hopefully, hopefully as we ring in the new year, we have this mentality that God died for me. It took so much from him for me to enjoy eternity in the future. But heaven now, there's heaven now. If you're walking with God now, he protects you. If you go with, if you just follow everything that's written down in this book, the word of God, he will protect your life. It's a book of instructions. You can't bypass it. If you're like me, when you buy a furniture and you just, because this is me, I bought, I bought, a, I bought a, a closet organizer by the suggestion of Dustin. But for you guys who know me, I don't know, I, I can't do anything. <laughs> I can just talk and I have all the ideas, but I am not good with my hands. So he bought this closet organizer and Home Depot decided to deliver it on the 24th of December. It's like my gift from them. So I'm looking at the picture, I can see the ideal closet and I'm like, that's nice. I want that. This is good. Four days later, I'm just looking at the box again in the picture. That's nice. This is going to look good. I like it. Nothing's happening, right? Until I actually open the box. And then I see all the parts and I get, well, you know what happened to me? I got bored. I'm like, what is this? This is not what the picture is showing. What, what is this? And then I look at the, there's this, think of an instruction book like oh Lee I gotta read this can I just snap my finger and just say abdakadabra right no it won't work I have to read the instructions step by step by step I have to hit my fingers you know the that good thing the hammer was small hit my 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 
couple times and it dropped on my foot before I drove to California. Oh yeah, it was terrible, Sharon. It's terrible. I'm not going to be a handyman anytime soon. But it was terrible. But you know what? As I followed the instructions, no matter how boring it was, I actually got to build it. At least half of it. I know. Yeah, eight, years, eight hours later. <laughs> eh, half of it. <laughs> half of it. I still, some reinforcement still came. God still sent reinforcement. Dustin and Jeff, while I was away, they worked on it. Praise God. <laughs> God knows what you need, I tell you. But the point of the matter is, we see our perfect, we want, we have a picture of what a perfect Christian is. Right? We see that. And we want that. We desire that. But we don't want to go through the boring steps. Gosh, I want to do this. I don't want to read this. I don't want to go there again. I was there last day. Can I go to church one Sunday every month and be good? Because I'm saved by grace anyway. Can I go to a one Bible study every six months? Can I just ask for a prayer for my marriage from pastor? Because one Bible says there, if the righteous prays for you, it will be answered. I'm not righteous. He is. So just have him pray for me. Why would I need to do anything? I was thinking about calling a handyman already when I was like, I don't know which one was B or C on the, like, what is B and C? There's no markings. Sometimes when life, the the, the drudgery of life, it bores us, right? It's boring. We got to do this again, January 2019. I got to do this thing all over again. I got to go through this life full of trials again. Can I just be that perfect human being that you want me to be, Lord? When I wake up, in Jesus' name I pray. Right? Hey, I, I'm with you. I get bored. I get bored with it quick. I'm dreading 2019. Like, oh my gosh, Lord, who are you going to send to be part of our church again? No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm dreading it because the challenges, I know there's challenges that comes with life. But we have to know that God is good. That he is in control, that he has provided all things, that he protects us, that he heals us, and he will continue to be there for us, that he loves us. Do you agree? I had to park there for a while because we have to really know how good he is and that he is in control. And look at this next verse. I know this verse was given to the, the Jews, okay? Not the Joe. But the Jews. <laughs> it was given to the Jews after in captivity for 70 years. This is what they were told. God speaking. For I God saying it. I know. God's telling us too. If we are his people, we're the, it's the same. It goes for us too. God knows. If you are his, he knows what's going on. And he knows the plans he has for us. He knows it. The plans I have for you declares the Lord. He declares it. He announces it. He, if God had a Facebook, it'll be all over his wall. <laughs> it'll be on his status. It's all, all over his social media platform. He's declaring it. It's in your Bible. He knows it. He has a plan for you. And it's to prosper you. Not to harm you. Well, Job, I'm sick. I'm in a terrible marriage. I need rescue right now. But God knows it. God knows that he, and, and his plans for you is to, to prosper you, to improve, to help you. Plans to give you hope in the future. This hope, hope in God happens. I know we use this hope word, oh, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. That's like wishful thinking, when we, how we use hope. 
But this hope in the Bible is knowing that God will come through. Can you or will you look at God that way this 2019? Will your hope be different? Will your hope be on Him? On a good God, a powerful God, a loving God, a God who has peace for you? Will your hope be on that? Can you change your mind? Think now, this coming year, because that's the only way we can really make it. If we can trust this, that God knows everything, that He is in the works about everything, that He has our best intentions in mind, that He loves us and we can trust Him, correct? If you have a father who says, hey, I got it. I'll do that for you. Are you supposed to doubt him? If you do, then, oh, he has reason. I have reasons why I can doubt. I, I should doubt him. He's failed me many times. And yeah, you probably have the right grounds to do that. But he have, if he has never failed you, if he has never broken a promise, you know you can count on his word. Correct? It's just like being in the military. If you know your officer, that he's good with his word. If he tells you, I got it, it's going to be done, it'll be there tomorrow. There's no more worrying. That's our God. Do we agree? We might Our prayers might not be answered the way we want it, or instantaneously, Lord, change my child right now. It doesn't happen. It's not happening, Lord. It's not happening. Right now, Lord. But if we can trust that, okay, this might not be the time. I just know God has heard my prayer, and He has the power to answer my prayer. And... His time is perfect. Might not be now, but I can trust that He heard my prayer, whatever it may be. I was asked, I was asked by my, my other sister there to talk to the case manager for my brother because he's been stuck there since um, before Christmas, Tuesday before Christmas, and he hasn't been discharged. And my brother's like, dude, I haven't been able to sleep. Every two hours, they'll wake me up, you know? And my sister's like, hey, Kuya, can, the, the, the nurse is a Filipina. Can you talk to her? Maybe you can talk to her. <laughs> okay, I'll try. But the nurse basically gave me nothing. She said, my hands are tied. So I said, okay, that's fine. But thank you. But we asked. We asked. And then I went to my brother and I prayed. I said, oh, let's pray. And I lifted it up to God, Lord, whatever. Because if he didn't get this church Friday, they don't work on the weekend, so he'll be stuck there again until like Monday. So he was really depressed. So I said, Lord, you know what's going on. You're in control. I lift this up to you and I leave it up to you. I just know I need to ask you. My mom and I thought we weren't going to really, uh, pick him up. 30 minutes later, he was released. So does that have to do with my prayer? Some, some, some uh, unbeliever will say, that was the case nurse. <laughs> For me, I, I would say that, that was God answering my prayer. But I left it up to him. I didn't force it. I said, Lord, I've been serving you for three years. <laughs> but FICF, <laughs> here's my badge. <laughs> right? I didn't say that. I didn't act that way. I didn't think about it. I just said, Lord, please help me. Please help him. Whatever you want. And then he did it. Do we know that God knows? And do we know that God is good? Do we know that God is powerful? Do we know that he knows better than us? Some of us are saying no. I know better than him. You might not be saying it, but you're living like it. The things that we forced, we forced in our lives, despite the fact that God has given us multiple warnings, we still force it. No. This is how I want to serve you, Lord. I don't want to do that. This is what I want to do. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. That's so soothing for me. 
what we don't know. We've said everything that we know. Now how about the things that we don't know? James 4.14 reads, Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be. For you are like vapor that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Vanishes. You know, vapor, they said, will last two seconds. And then gone. It's like some Christians. <laughs> they're going to appear and they're going to disappear. <laughs> What's the best way for a Christian to stop coming to church? They become a member of the church. <laughs> because they think once they become members, oh, I'm good now. <laughs> I'm good. I gave my membership. Go back to my old ways. Right? But he says here, yet you do know. This is what we don't know. We all know sooner or later we're all going to die. We just don't know when. We just don't know when. We just don't know how. But yet we live as if we're going to live for it. We, we live as if we're going to live forever. Right? And we act as if, you know, oh, God, when, I'm, when I hit 80 like Pastor Charles. When I hit his age, then I'll serve, you know. No, Pastor Charles has been serving since he was nine, I think. <laughs> He's been serving for many years, right? Many years. But he doesn't want to stop serving. The difference between you and Pastor Charles is Pastor Charles doesn't want to stop serving. You, on the other hand, you have many excuses. Right? We have plenty. We have plenty. I'm working on my retirement, Joe. Calm down. I got kids to go to college. Calm down, Joe. Right? Got plans, Joe. I got, I got places to be and people to meet. Calm down. Right? And it says here, teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. The, Bible, the psalmist is asking God not to teach him how to count. Right? He's asking God to teach him to value my days. To be careful. To spend it wisely. To spend every day wisely for your life no for god that's this, this is what it says teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts i read i, I read an article this morning about a quarterback from a college old dominion i think he was a starting quarterback for the football team and he said after this college year he's not pursuing the nfl He's going to uh, take his Master of Divinity because he wants to serve God because that's his true, his real desire in his heart. He said he, he enjoyed the journey that he's been in. He enjoyed the relationship that he has with his team and his coaches. But he wants now to pursue the real desire of his heart, which is to serve God. Praise God for a person like that, a young person like that. It gives me hope. Because everybody else shows me that they just want to gain the material things. Money, money. Cash, cash. Gold, gold. The 22s. Everything else except God. But here's the, there's that one guy that said, I'm done. I'm going to pursue this life, which is my real desire. Now we need to be thinking about it. In Romans 8.32, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? The truth of the matter is, God wants to give us the desires of our heart. Correct? He wants to give us the desires of our heart. Delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37, 4. But yet, what we're forgetting is that God wants us to delight in Him. To love Him more than anything else. 
That's what we're forgetting. And then all these things. Matthew 6.33, seek him first, his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Those are the things that God does. Has, these are all guaranteed for us. I'm not saying, again, your wants are not he's guaranteeing. Although God is good in giving us what we want too. I've experienced that. I'm experiencing it. I'm experiencing God's goodness. I'm getting more than what I expected. But now he became everything. And I know it's the same with you. Those of you who have followed him and have desired him and him alone. And all these things are just whipped cream. Right? Whipped cream is just the topping of the cake. The cake is the main thing. Unless you like whipped cream. Who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not? Along with him, graciously give us all things. So the question is, do you belong to Christ? In 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Are you with Christ? As this new year comes in, are you that new creation that God has made you to be? Or are you still that old self? Your old sinful nature is still winning over your new spiritual nature. If you have accepted Christ as your Lord, you have two natures. The spiritual nature, the new nature. And in your old sinful nature, because our body still sinful. It still has its desires. And there's that struggle. And you know it. This is just me saying it to the choir, right? But will your mindset, will your mindset and your attitude come on the 2019? I'm not asking you to be moral. I'm not saying you need to be morally correct next year. That will follow. You will be more. Because I know of uh, unbelievers that are morally upright. You don't need Jesus to be morally upright. You don't need Jesus to be a good person. There's a lot of good people out there without Jesus. What we're saying is, are you going to be that new creation that God has designed you to be? Are you going to be that funnel of blessing? Are you going to be that blessing to others? Are you going to be that salt and light to a dying world without taste? Are you this 2019? Other than your goal to have that six pack, are you going to be that new creation that God wants you to be? To be that vessel of blessing to other people? Surrendered. Unselfish. Love with God. Do you love Jesus? These are the things we need to be reflecting on. As you make that 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Think about these. I'm a new creation in Christ. My old life has to be gone. Now if I love Him... Jesus tells me, he challenges that, that, that word or that claim of yours, that you love him. If you love me, keep my commands. Keep my commands. And then, the new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. If we don't love one another in this church and then we show it with our actions, let's say there's a squabble, right? There's an argument. 
and it's a loud argument because <laughs> I know we're all arguing. Some of you guys are arguing with me right now mentally, and that's fine. <laughs> but some of us, we verbally argue, and there's people around you. What kind of testimony is that? You seriously couldn't hold your tongue? You seriously couldn't hold your temper in the name of Jesus? Don't worry about me. I came from a family. I come from a family that um, we could care less who's watching. That's how we grew up. That's how we roll. <laughs> we don't care. This thing's going to go down. I don't care who's here. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> but that's how we grew up, me and Jamie. But us believers, the thing is, we carry the name of Christ. And then they come here. We invite them, come. We love Jesus there. Come see how much we love Jesus. And then, boom, we argue. Because they're wearing the wrong shirt. <laughs> you don't look like a Baptist pastor. <laughs> how dare you wear that tie? <laughs> right? We make it about ourselves and we forget that God tells us, if you love me, keep my commands. And that one command is the love one another. We forget. In the name of what? Rebuke? Oh, I need to rebuke him because he's too much. Yeah, rebuke with love. Are you rebuking with love? If you can't do it with love, then don't rebuke it. Don't say it. Keep it to yourself until you can do it with love. Do we agree? All right. <laughs> I think I should end. <laughs> I'm waiting for the countdown. Isn't that the idea? This is the New Year's message. No? Okay. All right. Well, I, before we close, I want to share to you the story about um, the codfish. The codfish. You guys heard about the codfish? Codfish is very popular in some parts of this country. And the demand for it has been tremendous. The, the fishermen, the, the guys that catch it, had a problem in shipping it. And then when they shipped it, it didn't come in fresh. Taste was compromised. So some people had the idea like to keep it in water. But when it got there, the meat was too mushy. The taste was compromised. So somebody, a smart person, had the idea to put in the tank the, the enemy of the codfish, which is the catfish. So when they put the catfish in there, it kept chasing the codfish all over the tank. And then by the time it was shipped to where it's supposed to be, the codfish was better. The meat was better than before. It was good. The codfish needed the catfish to keep it fresh. Some of you guys are the catfish of somebody. <laughs> you are someone's catfish. <laughs> And if you are the codfish, you thank them. <laughs> because they're keeping you fresh. <laughs> that's, that's our role for each other. We rub each other the wrong way, but I'm keeping you fresh. You rub me the wrong way, but you're keeping me fresh. You're bringing me down to my knees. Some of you, it's your spouse that's your catfish. <laughs> Some of you, it's your children. Some of you, the parents, <laughs> are the catfish of the child. But regardless, we need each other. And God tells us, one another. Let that be part of your countdown as you welcome the new year. You'll be loving. You love God and you obey His commands. And one of them is to love one another. So don't send me that email, okay, about your complaints about the message tonight. Love me, love me. <laughs> this coming new year, as we ring it in and we do the countdown and welcome it with open arms, with great energy and optimism, let's not just simply welcome 2019 with our emotions, but rather with our knowledge, not just with our knowledge, but with the knowledge and the truth that God continues to give us. Let's, let it be our desire 
to know more about our God this coming year. Let's study the Bible more. Let's have more fellowship with one another. Now, do we, are we guaranteed a brighter and better future? Not really. Tim Tebow was asked by a reporter when he, about his future in the NFL. And he answered, I don't know what my future holds. I just know who holds my future. You see the guarantee? You see his rest there? His rest is not on his circumstances or his, his popularity or his success. He's resting on God. Amen? And because he knows God is good. Amen? Amen. Let's keep in prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this 2018, Lord God. This time that you've given us the revelations about you through the messages that we've heard, to the devotions that we've read, to the fellowship with one another, Lord God, good and bad, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for our spouse, our children, our jobs, our health. All the blessings, Lord God, that we prayed for and we didn't pray for, all the things that we've experienced, we thank you. We also thank you, God, for the trials and the challenges that we face. Because through them, Lord God, we knew you better. You revealed another side of you, another truth about you. And we thank you for that. We thank you for being you, being the wise God that you are. Having the best intentions for us in mind. We thank you, Father, for having the power to see us through. Despite the fact that we are bored and we want to give up. Thank you, Father, for always being there for us. Thank you for all your goodness. And Lord, as this new year comes, Lord God, in, in seconds, Father, we pray for your help again as we tackle challenges, as we go through life once again, as we go through disappointments once again, as we go through sickness once again. We ask for your help, Lord God, to see us through, to help us, give us the strength, at the same time, Father God, we pray for your, we ask for your protection. Protect us from the attacks of the enemy, Lord God. Protect our family. Keep us healthy. Keep us together. Keep us united, Lord. Lord, we pray that this church of yours will glorify you. Every single person in this building right now, Lord God, will desire to be the best testimony for your name. Father, we ask for your blessings because we know you are good. We thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That was the end of today's message. If you want to support our mission of reaching many others through this podcast, help us grow our ministry by visiting ficfreno.com forward slash give. To get the latest updates from our channel, hit the subscribe button. Visit our Facebook page by clicking the link below to let us know how God is moving in your life.